Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. I was saying, like, usually we go into this podcast and we're like, oh, my God, what are we going to talk about? Like, we need to, like, just, like, make up shit to, like, fill the space. And this week, I'm just overwhelmed with the amount of, like, material we have. I don't even know where to begin. I mean, we finally have news. And I mean, hard (laughs) news hard news it was it was uh the the top story on the new york times website for a split second i someone took a screenshot of it said like big block letters like gwyneth found innocent and then on the side it was like trump indicted yeah and then soon after they about him gwyneth innocent gwyneth paltrow you heard it here probably not first but you did hear it here gwyneth paltrow not guilty of Running into Dr. Saunderson. Saunderson. <laughs> it's Dr. S- well, it's Sanderson, but Saunderson sounds like um like a John Waters character. Like Saunderson? I think there is isn't because in Pink Flamingos, there's like is it Sanderson? It's some something like that. Is like the the like Mink Stolen David Lockery, like their bitchy characters are like Saunderson. They are. Something like that. I forget. Well, whatever his name is, he's guilty of sin. He had to pay her $1 and I guess the legal fees. So. I mean, they're fucking screwed. I get confused with all the, like, cause they had the, they had Kristen on the other team. And then sometimes there was this other man that. I thought the other man was Saunderson. Oh, that he was like representing himself. Yeah. I was like, cause that's how I imagine that he would look. Um, and then when he, I saw him on the stand, I was shocked. I mean, he's just like a meek little, I mean, it's weird. Like the, so, I mean, we're not going to do a fucking recap of day by day. Cause everyone knows us already. So I guess we'll just do like free association jazz. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he's a little guy. He, the, one of the neuro, one of the neurologist ladies was like, oh, he's been like, he has like a sociopathic and narcissistic tendencies. He's struggling with, I mean, depression and anxiety since the 90s. He probably has, like, dementia. So he – and he can't work He doesn't anymore. – I don't think he has dementia. You, that was just sort of a thing that he said? I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I think he's just, like, a crave. I mean, maybe, because they kept saying – they kept showing evidence that, like, he had been on so many vacations, like, after this happened and was, like, fine. 
Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's him and his daughter were obviously trying to his one little daughter was such a freak. There were he has two that I only both... saw one of them on the stand. Yeah, one of them was really bad. I think one of them was the day before and she was kind of normal but then I mean I don't really know I didn't really see but then the one well she's on my list I mean they're all on my list but the his his daughter was so bad on the stand I was I felt so bad I honestly I felt bad for her they were so unprepared for what was going to happen and how the media was going to frame it. Cause I really do think like many Americans, they sort of have this uncomplicated view of Gwyneth Paltrow as like very deeply unpopular person and people are out together and it, it would be like easy to, to, to frame yourself as sympathetic in relationship to Gwyneth Paltrow, but they don't understand the magic. They don't understand anything that's going on because what Gwyneth did in the past couple of weeks I mean, we we were here on this podcast two weeks ago saying, is it over? <laughs> is she broken? Does she have a horrible eating disorder? Will Cole has like sucked the soul out of her body. And like people were turning on her and saying, oh, she's, you know, she's fucked up. She's contributing to to eating disorders and blah, blah, blah. And then this trial happens. And I mean, America's sweetheart once again. Well, I don't know about that. People still hate her, but I do like that people are like, look, I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow, but I'll admit that I think she's innocent. Yeah, it's very like 2004, I'll hold my nose and vote for John Kerry. It's very, yeah, or like any of them. She, because it's like, I've been a Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, advocate for most of my life. And it's, you know, an unpo- it's a lonely place to be. Sure. She's not she's not a well-liked person, but Gwyneth always the thing is once you get to know what is actually going on, like when you actually pay attention to Gwyneth's comings and goings, you like you start to see like, okay, she's not as bad as most people's knee-jerk reaction to her. Like most of the things that she says, you can take them out of context and spin them and they seem so they seem crazy. Plus, she plays into it a lot. But like this ski thing from if you don't look at it too closely, you're like, oh, she's just this entitled woman who skied into a guy and won't pay the thing. But when you actually pay attention to it, it's like, no. Some creepy guy saw Gwyneth Paltrow and was like, I'm going to make money off this. And that's what I think happened. Yeah. I mean, I do think I don't think he targeted her. I think he like literally just lost control and skied into her and then afterwards realized it was Gwyneth Paltrow or you think it was premeditated. I think it was premeditated. Wow. See, I thought he's just like this stupid old guy who like wasn't paying attention. And then afterwards they were like, oh, my God, you know who that is? And he's like, ding, 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 ching, ching, ching. I think he knew exactly who it was. I think he was like. I'm going to ski into this bitch and I'm going to make, and I'm going to sue her for money. I think he, I think the entire thing was totally premeditated. Then fuck him. I don't have one ounce of sympathy for him. Well, it's just my theory. Yeah. Well, you know, but they're just so weird. Like his daughter, whatever. Okay. Whatever. No, they seem weird. The, I mean, so 
right after we recorded last week, we recorded Friday morning for the Patreon feed and we talked about the beginning of the trial. And then of course that afternoon was when Gwyneth herself, you know, testified. And that was like so riveting to watch her on the stand. Yeah. I um, wish the whole thing was just her. I know, just her. But like and like her in relationship to this female lawyer, Kristen, whatever the fuck her name is, uh who it's funny, like the most people watching thought that Kristen, the lawyer, was being like very obsequ- obsequious towards Gwyneth and like fangirling out. And I didn't get that Kristen Van Orman. I didn't get that at all. I thought she was like trying to do the sort of like folksy, disarming, I'm going to like lure you in with my kindness and then I'm going to go in for the kill. And she was just like completely incompetent at 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 well because doing women like Gwyneth Paltrow like that's their daily bread like they do that every fucking day women like like have that's just how she operates in the world like you can't do that to Gwyneth Paltrow because she's our she her career is doing that to everybody yeah and like especially if you're yeah if you're just like this Utah lawyer. Who I'm sure, like, I'm sure she's, like, a competent person. Like, I don't think she's, like, oh, a total idiot. But in this case, you're, it, it, it is, like, the the media, the image. And it, it, it sucks because so much of it is, like, looks-based and class-based. But you see this gorgeous, put-together, rich woman on the stand. And then you see, and I'm sure in context, like, Kristen is a very, you know, attractive woman and very, like, professional. And she looks great. And she, you know she wears her little business suits and stuff, but just in comparison and it sucks that like, this is the case that it's, it's an image based world, but like, she just looks like a, a fucking slob. She just, okay. I think it was a mistake to have a woman go against her because unfortunately the world that we live in, I think basically any man can make Gwyneth Paltrow or any woman look like an idiot in like one breath like it the the deck is stacked against women I'll just say that especially for something like this but if it's two women there's no way that anyone is gonna like look better than Gwyneth Paltrow I mean Hmm. it's just you can't do it so they should have had they should have had that like weird guy do it yeah that would have been a better idea um well, and also Gwyneth, as we've like, you know, studied her for so many years and we see her the way that she interacts with men versus women, she also, and maybe this is like, you know, a history of just sort of being put down by men or, you know, even internalized misogyny. I don't know, but like she totally acts differently, more sweet, disarming towards men. And then when she is with women, especially women that she doesn't consider her equal or her friend, she can just, I mean, just devastate you immediately. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think, I think she's just smart and she knows like what's going to work and what's not. Yeah. Um, And she, and she had the truth on her side too. Like it, it is very important that like, it was easy to see. And it obviously was easy for the judge and the jury to see that like, she was clearly in the right. And like, she wasn't even if, I mean, maybe she was making it all up. Who knows? But if she was it, I still, she was more trustworthy. Yeah, she didn't come off as defensive. If she was making it up, 
he was also making it up. So it doesn't matter. And she was more believable. So yeah, whatever. Uh, and also like, I mean, celebrities do shitty things and pay off people all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it does seem just from a logical perspective, let's say if Gwyneth did run into this doctor and he, I mean, maybe 3 million is a lot of money, but then he goes down to 300,000. Like that's nothing for her. If she was in the wrong, like it, she would have just paid him off. Like fucking know, Halle Berry then... and Matthew Broderick and Brandy, they all like killed people in their cars and they're fine. Cause oh, they pay yeah. people off. I'm... I mean, she didn't, um, no, no, no. I think that there are two possibilities. One is she actually didn't do it. And she was like, I'm going to set, make an example of this person and let everyone know, like, don't try to like hit me with some like bullshit lawsuit for money because I will take, I'll fight it. I'm not going to pay it. That's number one. Number two. Her gut instinct was to pay it, but someone in her life doesn't like the idea of losing money. Maybe someone as close as her own bedroom. Oh, so you think, I don't, I mean. It's a theory that I've heard floated from like some of my more Gwyneth um, inclined friends. Yeah. So they're saying that that she would have paid, she would have just paid him. But Brad was like that. Brad was the guy. Brad was he, the one who didn't want us part with any of his money. Interesting. Now, Br- Brad is like you know he's a successful guy in his own right. Um, even though I don't believe that Ryan Murphy's like working with him anymore, and I don't know that Brad can like create a show on his own two feet. <laughs> I mean, well, that politician Brad, show no. was like so bad. <laughs> Which one? The politician with um Ben. But Brad is still working with. I mean, Brad. Um, I think he had writing credit. Did you watch that? Wait, what wasn't there one? Or the new? I guess it was the new American Horror Story. Oh. Oh, maybe, that. but that's like a legacy Ryan and Brad joint. Wasn't there another one? I mean, I know the Dom. I watched two. I finally watched. Tried to start watching the Dahmer one. I love it. You don't like it. I, we watched the pilot. John was out immediately after the pilot. I said, I'll stick around. I watched one more episode. And after the second episode, it was just making me sick. And I was like, I can't watch this anymore. Oh, because it was too violent. Well, it was just like the whole episode was just, I mean, sorry, it was like months behind the times, but like, it was that poor, you know, teenager that was trying to escape. It was the whole episode was just him torturing this teenager and then killing him. And that was like, why am I watching? It's just like, Wait, what? in the second episode? Yeah. He picks up that teenager in front of the liquor oh, store. Oh, that kid. Oh, my God. I know. Um, and that I was like. That story is so fucked up. That was Where, a, like, and he it, goes to the cop and the cop, like, he gets the cop to give him back. Yeah, he's all he's all drugged. Um, yeah. Niecy Nash is, like, trying, is, like, calls 911. And the cop is just like, oh, it's just, like, two gay guys having a fight. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then you just hear the like drill going into his head at the end of the episode. And I'm like, I literally can't watch another second of the show. I know that really happened though. I know. Um, But anyway, maybe Brad, Brad is like a kept man at this point. I don't know. The TV industry is in flux. No one can make their shows. Everything is, everyone's getting canceled. Everyone's getting fired. Maybe he needs that dough. Maybe he does. I don't know. Because they have, 
they bought, I mean, they have that really expensive Montecito house. They have the Brentwood place. They have apartments. I mean, we don't need to go over their real estate holdings, but it is, they lead quite a lifestyle. So if, if, and Gwyneth has sort of put all of her eggs in the goop basket, she's not really making movies anymore. The Marvel stuff has come to an end for her. So if goop fails, she'll only have her immense generational wealth to fall back on. I don't know where, yeah, I guess like, I guess goop must be the big thing. And I think she must be bringing more in than Brad with it. Oh yeah. I mean, Brad is still like as the creator of American horror story and I'm sure Glee is still making money somehow. Like he's, he's fine. Oh yeah. But, um, but goop is, uh, I think her, it's, it is hard. Like when you, you have a business that is so tied up with your identity and your personality, like if you fuck up, if you are, you know, convicted of, of skiing into this poor dentist's back, then that could really, I mean, we see on a smaller scale, what's happening right now with, um, Tom Sandoval in Vanderpump rules, his businesses are floundering because of this. Oh, are they? Uh, yeah. Well, why? I have a friend. Why did the, cause you know, I don't watch any of that stuff, but yeah. why do the fans care that he did that? Like, why I've... would you like, isn't the whole point that they're like, there's drama and totally. I think this is different because they were the one stable couple at the center of the show. And it's, it's so clearly not a plot line for the show because Ariana, his now estranged wife is so beloved and like, quote unquote, the normal one on the show. So I think like, because he betrayed her and she was like a more beloved character on the show than even he was. um, It really feels like a betrayal I mean, I'm not saying I feel this way because I don't really have like a parasocial relationship to them. I don't really know them at all, so I don't care. But like, it does feel like a betrayal to some fans on a more personal level than the typical, you know, Jack slept with who, Schwartz slept with this one, Stasi slept with that one. Like, it's different. And so I have a friend that went to Schwartz and Sandy's a few days ago, and she said it was um, totally empty. No one's going. Okay, interesting. Anyway, so that's what my point was. Gwyneth, no matter how sort of complicated her personality and her identity and her pub, the public perception of her is like, if, if there's something big that happened with her, like something really nefarious, I mean, she's, you know, she endorsed Rick Caruso. I don't think that her skiing into the guy would be so bad no, that, level her career, but that wouldn't, be. I do think that she deserved to get off. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, yeah, totally. I agree. Um, but I think she has to be careful because yeah, the skiing thing wouldn't have been that big of a deal, but if it's like, oh, if he wins this case, then more people, there could be more people. And then if if there's like a cumulative thing and there is a point where, I mean, I think a lot of it would have to be, would have to do with these like dubious health claims. Like if there was some really specific, like if someone, some beloved person came up and said, oh, you know, I got cancer because I followed goop protocol or something like that. Well, I think that would also be hard to prove, but like, I feel like there are, that's definitely like their biggest liability are the health claims, but they clearly have lawyers and stuff who are telling them exactly what they can and can't say. Um, I don't know. Like they're, 
They haven't been sued, or they almost got sued. They, they were sued and they lost. Trouble. Yeah. Uh, but they had to pay. It was like nothing. It was like a hundred thousand dollars. Something like that. It was like they had to pay some tiny amount, but it was I don't really get it. It but was a slap after- on the wrist. Uh, but I think after that, they sort of they hired lawyers and they they did like the goop PhD and they have now this yeah. they had they had um Greta. What's her face? Gerda. And now they Gerda. have Denise, Denise John, who is a, you know, a Will Cole apologist. Mm. Um, so they have their, you know, their ducks in a row. But also, you know, Gwyneth wouldn't be personally responsible for that. No. But if if she does do something that she is personally responsible for, that is, that is perceived as so egregious, that could damage the brand for sure. So I think nipping everything in the bud is a good idea for her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is there any like non-trial? Because I have trial stuff on my list. So like, do you have like non-trial goop related anything to just like report on to cover before we get into it? Yeah, you have everything goop the trial on your list. I have some things from the newsletter that are not related to the trial. Other than that, um, oh, the only... um. I guess the only thing that's not on my list that I wanted to talk about is they introduced the new co-host to the Goop podcast. Oh, yeah, that's not on my list. Um, I unfortunately listened to like the episode um, that introduces this woman who is like, she's like an Instagram poet. Uh and a sort of self-help person um i'm I, her name just totally escapes me let me google it uh erica chidi l- quote unquote left because she wants to concentrate on the launch of her loom app which i don't really buy that that that's the reason but cuz i can't imagine that the goop podcast co-host position is really taking up that much of her time anyway this woman's named cleo wade and it i mean she i guess she has a lot of instagram followers she's one of these what's that other woman's name like rupee kair or whatever mm-hmm. that has like the she's like that type of person who does these like sort of yeah instagram poems or whatever and um she recently moved to la she said that she didn't know anyone when she got to LA, except she's like neighbors with Gwyneth and Gwyneth like introduced her to all of her friends. And so now she's like in the cool girl crowd. I don't know. Yeah. She's, she's young. She's, um, she's born in 1989. So that makes her what? Like 32, 33. 89. Yeah. Uh, something like that. 30, um, 33, not 30, 30, um, three. Four. four if her birthday was before march 31st yeah um and yeah and the, the but the podcast itself was like very it was just like talking about uh your sort of emotional blind spots and like you know the balance between expressing your anger and 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 letting it go and like taking walks when you feel like you're gonna rage and gwyneth was talking about how her sort of coping mechanism is just to scream and yell in the car um by herself interesting uh, i think she meant specifically like 
road rage well, that's type stuff. Your, that's oh, kind of your that's coping mechanism. You have fucking the loosely. scariest road rage of anyone I've ever met. I don't even think of I I I think it's so second nature to me. It's so in and out, like of just screaming and yelling and saying the most horrendous slurs to people while they're um breaking traffic laws in front of me. And I think uh I didn't really notice that it was out of the ordinary until um because I, you know, I would say 75% of the time I'm in the car, I'm in it by myself. And then when I have a passenger such as such as Agnes Hewitt, she she um it was it's scary because it goes you really go from zero to sixty, zero to 60. very quickly. Yeah. I mean, but then you immediately drop it. So that's the thing. I I do lash out. I mean, it's similar to me on the tennis court. Uh I will scream and yell and hit my racket against something. And then as soon as it's uh as soon as it leaves my body, it's gone. A spasm it, of violence. Yeah. I mean, but I'm not, you know, I'm not Momentary anyone. loss of control. Control of chaos. And Gwyneth says that if she leaves her uh, her rage inside, if she doesn't let it go, she becomes very sort of cold and passive aggressive. And, and uh, I can sort of see that in myself, too, that like. I'm not, I'm not a confrontational person. So it's really, I have to get really, really angry to have a, have an actual altercation with someone, an argument leading to a fight. But, um, if I don't, if I don't let my rage go, uh, semi-regularly, I could see myself turning inward and just becoming, um, you know, a bit of a cold bitch. And so I guess Mm. Gwyneth and I have that in common. Yeah. I don't know how I... I think I'm more confrontational. I sort of wish I was more confrontational. I think I'm pretty, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I do it. I guess that's probably unhealthy that I like don't really know, but I don't. I know that I'll, if I'm like mad about something, I'll like say something about it. If I'm already Um, worked up and then someone does something, then I'll say something, but I need to already sort of be at that like emotional high pitch. But I don't, I also, I think I'm, I don't tend to like snap. I tend to like, if something is really bothering me, I think I, I do a good job of like saying like, I need to tell you about something that you did that upset me and then like explain what it is and why. That's like literally the healthiest way you could ever process anger. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I have, I have my, I have my moments, I guess, Mm. but we all do. But I think in the, for the most part, I try to just like be understood. Yeah. 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 Um, so this is, I mean, she's going to, this Cleo Wade is going to serve the same purpose as Erica did of sort of alternating, uh, hosting the Goop podcast. I really don't think she's offering anything different than we expect. Um, I want to know who, who are the people, I mean, and I listen to it obviously, but like the the because she talks about like the goop community and like the people that listen to the podcast like who are these people that i've never listened to it you've never listened but there are obviously I mean, people I've, that listen to it i like that woman that you just said who just left i never heard her never heard her voice once in my life i mean she was a bit of a a nothing burger uh, as and i i swear i mean she must be paying getting paid well because like cleo wade seems to have enough of a following on her own that she could have her own podcast talking about the same well you know, we self-help. have our own podcast but that doesn't really mean too much <laughs> yeah but like she also has like seven hundred fifty thousand instagram followers oh my god 
um, which is, you know, one or two more than I have. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. Well, I wish her well. I mean, I saw that. I wish her too, well. But... We all wish her well. I don't know. I mean, I won't be listening. What can I say? I'm not going to listen. I don't even listen to the ones where Gwyneth is interviewing, like, whatever, Robert Downey Jr. or Brad Pitt. I listen to when she, I listen to Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean, she is best when she's talking to a celebrity. She's at her worst when she's talking to a CEO. That's when she's really sad. It's like, I just... It's sad to be able to see to pick up on like her desperation. Her yeah, her like, insecurity of as a businesswoman is like yeah. I mean again, I, I like you know, living in a rent controlled two bedroom apartment. I obviously have no aptitude for making money. Um and I but I just it does feel like gross that you would care that i mean maybe that's a really privileged thing to say because like money obviously is like necessary to like live in this world but it's just like it's so gross to like care that much about making money i don't know it's weird to like i get caring about making money and i care about money well yeah we all do to a certain extent i don't get the like i don't know the like hero worship around Mm -hmm. people who have made a lot of money because I just think of them, I, I think of people who dedicate their lives to nothing other than making money as just sort of like an alien species. Like, I don't understand it. Like, I I don't get that life. There's, there's this other worldview that exists in society where there are people walking around and they see everything their entirety of human existence the entire goal of life is to make as much money as possible that is the that is their worldview and there are a lot of them and every creative impulse that they have is framed through sort of what the financial upside of it is and i wish to god that i had more of that skill um but it is and and the fact that Gwen and this is going back on the the podcast she did with Will Cole, the fact that she name checked the CEO of Airbnb as like her ultimate like CEO hero and like is just saying how good he is for society. He's really disrupted this industry and he's providing these services and it's so helpful. And it's like that's disgusting. He's literally decimated at least two industries, like the the housing market and the hotel industry. Like God knows how much other destruction this fucker is leaving in his wake. But the fact that Gwyneth is so just sort of uncomplicatedly worshiping at him, that that's the part of Gwyneth's personality that I really just like, it like disgusts me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I it doesn't I don't know if I would say it disgusts me because it's just so common. It's something that like so many people have. It's not her. It's just it more it confuse I'm just I don't get it. I just don't understand it. Um Is it a generational thing? Cuz I feel like No, it's not. It's not because it's a it's it's if you went to like I don't know a lot like if like if you went to like a philosophy class or certainly like an economics class or whatever like it you would hear like 19 20 year olds speaking this way oh as yeah well. it's no. it's it's just a 
it's just how some people just see the world. Yeah. I guess I meant like as an actor or like an artist in, I mean, I'm sure there, there are people like that from any, every generation, but I just think of people, I don't know, people like Jane Fonda or Susan Sarandon or people that like, you know, they're obviously rich and they made a lot of money and they're not like anti-capitalist at all, but they do sort of put their money where their mouth is as far as like their values in a way that Gwyneth doesn't really seem to have any values. They're just really different. I mean, yeah, like Jane Fonda and Susan Sarandon are like two examples of like very progressive activists who like use their fame to like platform like, you know, like very left political positions that they had. But I think there are people from their generation that also didn't do that. No, totally. You know, just totally. as much as not. I don't think it's that. I think it's just like, you know, so it's what interests her. It is weird. But she pivoted away from acting. Like she's obviously more interested in business than than in the arts. Yeah. But she following sort of, I mean, in a different way, but a similar trajectory as Jane Fonda, who had pivoted away from acting in middle age when sort of the roles weren't as good. And she built this the 80s version of not really goop, but like an exercise empire. She sort of occupied a similar space to Gwyneth Paltrow in that time, except her politics were um different i don't know yeah anyway yeah. they were getting off track they're, i mean they're just, just like different people yeah 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 um but i don't fully i i i mean it's also it's just it, it just it is what it just is something that exists like it's the same as people who view everything through the lens of like religion. Mm -hmm. There just are people who have these values that are just completely alien to me and to them, it's the most obvious thing in the world. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, at some point, some of that capitalist magic will rub off on me, and I'll figure out how to at least start like saving money for retirement. Yeah, yeah. I wish you well. Thank you, thank you. That means a lot. Um, other else. than that, oh, I'll just do a quick recap of my my ailments because i know everyone's oh, yeah. so excited give a quick run an ailment rundown with brian as a 40 something jew it's it's my god-given right to to speak into a microphone about my health problems please that's what um, we're all so here for. unfortunately my tooth does have to go i got a second opinion from a root canal specialist who said i wish you well <laughs> to your tooth to my tooth yeah. uh so in a couple of weeks um i will go to a very well-regarded oral surgeon who mostly has a Beverly Hills practice. Once every two weeks, he takes charity cases in Glendale. <laughs> so I get to go to him. Um, and my terrible insurance, supposedly, knock, knock, um, pays for some of it, at least. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got sort of, uh, you know, uh, half-heartedly diagnosed with sciatica um, from my my regular doctor um, because of the 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 pain in my leg that I'd been having for a while, and so I got referred to a physical therapist. So I will have a physical therapist consultation uh, in about a week and a half, and hopefully, oh, and I, I told Agnes off. Mike that like he did this um reflex you know you do the typical like reflex test on your knees with the little hammer thing and um he did my left knee and it just like it like did the perfect little reflex and then he did my right knee and literally nothing happened it was like a 
complete like dead leg. <laughs> it was so weird. So weird. Uh, um, that's so scary. But it does. I mean, maybe it's because I'm, you know, a man. Uh, but I do feel like my doctor always takes my um health concerns seriously and he did he did say i was like oh he's gonna go he's because i i went in i was like i just want to make sure that it's not like a blood clot developing and i'm not because that's literally every time i go to the doctor it's like because oh i think there is some chance that this could be fatal like that's how of course that's how it gets me to the doctor so i say i you know a a pulmonary embolism like i don't want the blood clot to like go to my lung and just like because i also see like all these you know you hear stories of all these like you know, young people in the bloom of youth, just like dying, you know, out on, you know, the tennis court or the football field or whatever, <laughs> cardiac yeah. arrest, you know, is it the vaccine? Who's to say, but I'm like, I did just like, I, I don't know if this is a coincidence, but I did have COVID around new year's. And that's when I started, you know, noticing this, this thing in my leg. Um, and then I also was like, Oh, my statin, like maybe that's caught. And he was like, no, no, no. Um, and like the blood clot, he's like, is your leg swelling? And I said, no. And he just was like, okay, I think it's sciatica. And I said, ha I knew it. <laughs> sciatica is like the true, Old like, I mean, I didn't, I never even really knew what it was, but it, it is just kind of like an old Jewish man. <laughs> yeah. If, if you were to ask me what sciatica was two months ago, I would have had, I would have been like, is it a heart problem? Is it a lung problem? Is it a, I literally had no concept of what it is. It is just something that old Jewish men complain about. Yeah. But good for you. I have I mean, it. Yeah. Getting it. And you're young too. <laughs> young. But I mean, I like you am starting to experience some health problems. I, but I'm lucky that as a woman, my health problems are so psychotic, so fake seeming. Um, they're truly the goopiest of the goop. I mean, I don't have SIBO, unfortunately. Mm. I do have IBS, which I've always had. IBS, PCOS, right? We've all been every, I've never met a woman who didn't say they had both, but I really do. and. Now vestibular migraine, another deranged thing. That's so you got a diagnosis. I did vestibular migraine is so I had this like um, CT scan a couple weeks ago, and I don't have anything like very scary, but I have this weird type of migraine where the primary symptom isn't a headache. It's like dizziness, basically. Like you feel like you're going to faint and you get slightly nauseous and um, and like sensitivity to lights, like bright lights. That's it. And a little bit of a headache sometimes. Did, is there, did they give you like a medication to go or like, it's just like you have it, so you have to deal with it or uh, they gave me this thing called meclizine, which is like me- like dizziness medication, okay. but I don't really use it. But that's it. And you just kind of have to avoid like red wine, mm. caffeine, and which I'm not doing. And 
I think there was something else, like and some other like really good thing that you can't lectins, have. gluten. Yeah, gluten's and lect. I wish I wish they were like you need to avoid lectins at all costs and like no more nightshades. But no more, they were just yeah. like they didn't even really tell me anything. They but were they didn't like, put you on a paleo. You know what you would get if you went to Dr. Will Cole is like a full. A, well, paleo. you get a shame flammation diagnosis and then you have to go into it. A, a paleo diet actually unfortunately a lot of people said that they tried paleo for it and made it work so oh really yeah i think um i think it's just like going off the grains because that can like make you that can be weird anyway so you are continuing a sort of low carb lifestyle no no I've actually been cycling through a variety of cleanses and diets that I'd be happy to get. To. I did a prolon last week. I stuck in a prolon. Normally I do like to talk about it on the pod, but I did it. I guess I missed somehow. The We talked a little bit about it um last on the, Patreon, on the Patreon, yeah. Oh, cuz it was my last day and I was yeah, totally yeah. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> um I did. There's so I ate less than I was supposed to eat because the soups were so disgusting to me. But at least I got through. I've had this box sitting on my fridge for like almost a year. And I was like, I just have to do another. I just have to do it. And it felt like time. I was glad that I did it. I did it. Then I went out of town for a few days and I was eating kind of like shit. I, we didn't eat like we weren't like whining and dining, but it's just like, you know, in general, like traveling, you kind of just eat sort of whatever yeah um so i didn't like go we didn't i didn't like have like big dinners and we weren't like it wasn't like a food trip but um just like eating like at the airport and stuff like that is just like gross um so today i'm doing just like a one day juice cleanse just get in get out all right just for fun and then I'll be back on my regular diet of whatever I want. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been like starving for the past few days. I think because it hasn't rained as much, and I'm playing more tennis than I had been in a, a while. Oh yeah. And so like I'm just constantly start like, as soon as we get off the mic, I'm fucking hitting send on this um, Howlin' Rays delivery. Oh, you're getting Howlin' Rays. I'm like, I've been. I've like, never had that actually. I've been craving is, it. Is it hot chicken? Yeah. I last night on the plane, I was like falling asleep. Oh, because I got back in town last night. I don't know if I said in the pod, it doesn't matter. But I was on a plane yesterday. I was like passing out. And I had a, like this really vivid dream that like the plane landed and Brian and I like got in our car and went to Taco Bell. <laughs> Mm. and um, uh, hunger dry. I have those all the time hunger it was dreams. like such a sweet dream and um it didn't come true so I'll definitely have to make my dream a reality at some yeah. point this I definitely have more hunger dreams than I have sex dreams <laughs> oh for sure I mean my yeah it's all Taco Bell and in and out and all of uh, I used to dream. have I don't have them anymore because I don't really do drugs anymore but I used to have like drug dreams all the time oh that's cute that I would just like dream about being high it was really I sad about, i know i dream about being young oh interesting. a lot of the time in my dream i'll be like wait a second i'm not 38 i'm 23 why did i think i was 38 for so long i'm crazy 
And then I wake up and I have to like quickly do some math and I realize, oh, that was a dream. Oh, I had the same feeling today. I, I don't ever go on Facebook, but I still have an account and occasionally I'll get an email that's like someone commented on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it was some, it was a friend of mine from high school who was uh, saying how blessed she is for all of her friends that wished her well on her 42nd birthday mm-hmm. and just hear, <laughs> reading that sentence just like completely offended me. Yeah. And you I was like, like you're not, f- 40 you're not 42. And I was like, Oh, I'm, I mean, I was, I was also like on the young side for my class. So like most of my, I'm 41. I'm saying that I've said it before. I'm not like ashamed of it or whatever, but most of the friends that graduate with me are probably like 42 now, but just seeing that written out like that was just like, it, I felt like disgusted for her for me, for everyone. Yeah. It's totally bonks being, getting older. And it's just weird because you don't, it doesn't feel like it should be happening. You're like, I'm young. Like, no, no, no. We're young. We're the young people, but like, you're not, <laughs> but it you just don't really realize that it's just yeah. like, and I, I mean, that's what I guess older people, our whole lives have said like, Oh, you don't feel old. And you just, you say, Oh, sure. Grandma, like roll your eyes. Yeah, You're but- like, well, you fucking are you dirty old bitch. And like, <laughs> yeah. you're a huge asshole to them. Like they yeah. like the thing when you're young, you think, you know, more than old people because they're dumb because they got old. Like that's mm-hmm. like, you can't help but sort of think that. And now, and then the worst thing about being older is, you know, what they're all thinking. You, <laughs> yeah, you know be. what they're thinking yeah. about you. And there's a way, I mean, I don't want to, I never want to like act like an old person or whatever, or like, but also there's like, you have to have some sort of dignity. Like I can't go around dressed like a teenager either. Cause that would be like even more pathetic. That is more pathetic. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're definitely, especially in your forties and like late thirties, you know, there are very nice ways to dress yourself. That's like appropriate and not like, you know, embarrassing or whatever. And I mean, another, a great example of Gwyneth Paltrow in court dressing her age Mm. looked fantastic every day. Um, the only problem is when you reach a certain age, <laughs> it's like you can't wear shit from like H and M and look great. You no, kind of have to like, you know, spend I, some money. I still have the reflex, the impulse to walk into Urban Outfitters to like. Yeah. Oh my that's god! Like, I that's went where into I bought Urban clothes. Outfitters not that long ago, and no, I'm not doing that again. First I mean, of all, I couldn't fit into a single fucking thing they had, oh. but it didn't, even if I could, it was like, I mean, I would look like such an asshole walking around in that stuff. The trick, the, the, the scam is the, the style right now is exactly similar to what it was when we were teenagers. No. So it's so, it's so alluring to be like, oh my God, these cool, like flannels and tie dyes and like over like corduroys and like, oh, this is, I just like, this is how I like to dress. Yeah. And then. I mean, thank God I haven't like actually like purchased. I will buy like sunglasses from Urban or occasionally, um, you know, every once in a while something. But to put together an outfit like that, you think, well, this is how I've been dressing for so long, so I can continue dressing like this. But the, I mean, I just think of like when we were teenagers, that sort of '70s revival was happening, and like, and like our parents were not dressing like that. N- well, Even no. though it was our, like, I was wearing my mom's clothes from like the seventies and eighties, like all through high school. Yeah. Um, and I was like obsessed with them, but 
my mom didn't wear that stuff. No, my parents didn't either. I wonder, I mean, I'm sure there are some, I definitely knew like some more like hippie parents that like always dressed like that. Yeah. Um, and I think you you can always, I mean, if you're confident in it, you can, you can pull anything off, but, uh, but you have to be careful. Like I, I, I keep wanting to like go to the, my haircut lady and be like, I want, you know, the like cool hipster gay sort of mullet that like young twinks have now. That's like, Oh, um, you can get that. Mm, there's this really cute Australian guy that works at um, my shoppy shop, Wine and Eggs. Uh-huh. And he has like a sort of like, he's like a gay mullet and like um, a mustache. And he looks really You're not cool. too old for a mullet. You're not. You're not. <sighs> we'll a see. hairstyle is totally different than the mm. clothes. I will. I do think that. Like, you could, sorry. Bless you. Excuse me. Like, I go and get, um, like, I go to the like cool, like 70s, like, shag hair place and get my like little like shags and yeah. stuff and i feel i i feel like it's okay well maybe i'll do it i mean my hair will grow back i'll see see how i feel and not like a crazy like a like a real hardcore mullet but just sort of a you know a fashiony la version that's all i want and i feel like anything you got you to get it pretty subtle yeah 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 i don't go i don't go crazy uh all right shall we get into our lists um anything yeah, else i mean like i don't even know what is even on my list it's all trial stuff it's whatever it doesn't matter okay that's good um because people will expect us to and that's the thing is like we tr- i tried to watch as much as a trial as possible but like unfortunately i have like a job and i couldn't just like sit home all day i would love to sit home all day and just watch the trial job from gavel to gavel i wasn't a brag it's like a truly a very minor low-paying job but it is something i have to do every day um i was traveling for most of it but i was getting constant updates from um a friend of mine who was watching it so i was pretty i think i'm pretty i think i know what happened good good all right ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What was your best of the week? So my best of the week and what could be better than Gwyneth's victory? Hmm. Um, what could be better, you ask? Gwyneth crossing the courtroom, leaning over and softly saying, I wish you well to the man that she just defeated. Did we discuss this already? Yeah. But like, am I going to put some, am I going to say that anything better happened this week in the world of goop? Nothing better has ever happened in the world of goop, possibly in the world. It was um, a glorious victory. I hated that man. I wanted her to win so badly. And she showed us how to defeat your enemies with dignity, grace, and style. She's continues to be my personal role model. Although I disagree with almost everything <laughs> that she does with her life. Um, I need to go on record and just remind everyone, this is not an anti-Gwyneth Paltrow podcast. I am Gwyneth Paltrow's possibly biggest fan and have been for maybe 25 years. Mm. So congratulations, Gwyneth. You won. You deserve to win. You told the truth and maybe even lied. I don't care. I'm glad you did it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, this is my best too. Obviously it's just sort of the trial in general, the verdict, of course, and then specifically, like you said, the, the, I wish you well, um, which was such a perfect capstone. I want to, it obviously was like very premeditated. Um, and it, it's that perfect encapsulation of sort of the performance of being a good person. And yet also being like a petty bitch that Gwyneth, uh, pose that line so perfectly and that's sort of how i think we all want to act we all we all want to be seen as the bigger person but we all also want to get those digs in and i heard someone on on twitter comparing the i wish you well to the the classic southern bless your heart mm. and i think that's an apt comparison it, it it says it is sort of the la version of it's almost like a namaste <laughs> mm-hmm. A very, like, yeah. It, yeah, it like it says everything and nothing all at once. Yeah. Um, and he he sort of turned his head. You couldn't tell if he said anything back to her. He, I don't think he did. He looked so sad when they were reading it. He was like hunched over. Well, like, sad. it's so fucked up. He spent so many years, he and his daughter, trying to get money. And then he's going to have to spend however many hundreds of thousands of dollars of law- lawyer's fees. So he... I mean, he was relatively well off he was, you know, skiing at Deer, Deer Valley and he's like a retired doctor, but like, he doesn't have the millions that Gwyneth has. So he, this is his retirement money. He's like fucked now. Well, that was, he, he made his choice. He made but, his choice. Exactly. I don't feel sorry for him. I mean, least. he did all of this. He easily could have just gone home and just stopped. Yeah. And the, the, I wish you well, it is both absolutely ironic and like insincere and then also there is because 
I do think that she has a little bit of empathy for him in the sense that like, he's this sad, miserable guy who does have health problems. And, and I see, I, I see if I, you know, if I was in Gwyneth's shoes, I would feel like he, he's a, he's a bit pathetic. Um, and so I think there is a part of her that does wish him well, but I the, don't think so. You don't think so at all? No. I think she wants him to go fuck himself. And I think that's what she meant when she said, I wish you well. <laughs> and I think he should go fuck himself. And I don't think he, I mean, I don't know. They showed the brain scans and stuff. I don't think that this is a person with like serious health problems. Like maybe there was something that I didn't pick up on. He had some weird like brain. He did have something. Yeah. I, it's not um he doesn't have dementia he doesn't have um anything that's like debilitating obviously he i thought her lawyer made a really strong case against that when they showed like picture after picture of like all of the things that he had been doing and since the accident the ski trips he's he went to morocco twice he went like to like all over Europe several times. Like he um he's traveled to like a to like all of the like scenic rich people mountain states like Montana and Wyoming and all of that. Like he's really been having a great time for the last however many years, like since the accident. It's I think it's total fucking bullshit. And then the the thing that was so offensive was that everything he did that was like weird or wrong, he was like, it's because Gwyneth Paltrow skied into me. That's why I like emailed my daughter and said, I'm famous. That's why my girlfriend broke up with me because she didn't like me anymore. That's why I yelled at my granddaughter. Yeah. It's because of my brain injury from getting skied into by Gwyneth Paltrow. Like it's, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's not true. Uh, Yeah. And I, do you, and so you think no part of him actually believes that, that it's purely cynical, purely getting money, or is he sort of convinced himself that? I don't think he's, his... no, I think he's a hundred percent cynical. Okay. I just, I just don't believe that it's true. And I don't believe that he's, I just feel like we give people too much like of the benefit of the doubt when they're lying to us as humans mm. in general, like maybe they kind of think it or they've tricked themselves to believe this thing that obviously like, why have you ever done that? Have you ever like convinced yourself to believe something that you know, isn't true is true because you're like delusional or, or something? No, you know, you haven't you've, when you've told a lie, you knew you were lying. Just assume that other people are doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. Um, I mean, I, th I thought it was interesting that the neurosurgeon that was, uh, that testified said that he, um, scored high on the narcissism scale and lacks empathy. Cause it does seem like that is something that a narcissist would do would be to, and again, I think you're right that he's not convincing himself that he's right, but he's sort of saying, because I say so that hereby makes me right. And this, this dumb celebrity woman 
is going to pay because she has more than I do. And I deserve more than I have. And I deserve to be as, cause it's uh, the other thing he's skiing at deer Valley. He's going to Morocco. He's going to, you know, Tahiti or whatever. And I'm sure he has money, but he seems like someone who has been sort of spending the sort of elite of the elite type of money when he is, you know, he's an upper middle-class doctor from Utah or from, I don't know where the fuck he's from. Uh, I don't think so because um, we don't know people's history. So, you know, we know Gwyneth came from generational wealth. There's no reason to assume that he didn't. Like, he probably didn't, you know, come from nothing and, like, build his career. I'm sure that he, I'm sure he also comes from generational wealth. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that he doesn't. I'm just saying that, like, he has been probably spending outside his comfortable income bracket. And the fact that he is asking for money and wanted to get at first 3 million and then $300,000 out of Gwyneth suggests that he needs the money or he wants the money that it it means something to him, that amount of money. I guess. And now, I mean, he's fucked his. I, I think that people have so so much fucking money like you it would like boggle your brain i that's what i think i think that this guy is loaded see i always think the opposite maybe it's because i watch so many like real housewives where they have so much less than they pretend to have but i always figure like everyone is like scamming and like spending like racking up credit card debt and like having way more i I think that's true of people who are like super like kind of like nouveau riche and want to present as having money, but he's not trying to present as having money. He's trying to present as having no money and like needing money and being a poor victim. That mm. makes me think he has a lot of money Yeah, maybe <laughs> because he's not, um, he's like, Oh no, help me. I need money. But then he's like living this crazy lavish lifestyle. So either, yeah, either he's just like a total psychopath, narcissist con man who goes through money really quickly and just does whatever to get more money, which there are people like that too. Or, he's you know well off financially but either way it doesn't i mean it's not going to paltrow's fault no uh all right worst okay so this was really difficult because there were two really there were two terrible terrible performances this week in the trial i would say the two it was a real race to the bottom. I mean, obviously, Dr. Saunderson's testimony was not great. But I, and maybe it's just because this is what I actually watched live. I don't think that you can really get much worse than um the two that are like in the, that are like tied for like either worst or craziest. But I think the worst moment of the trial had to be his daughter's verbo joke oh i missed that what did she say one of the low points of my like television viewing life i have never felt worse for someone who i also despised so the same day that gwyneth testified uh the guy's daughter testified and she had 
this personality. I'm actually scared to talk about these people now because they're so litigious, but whatever. She had this like giggly, strange personality. I'm trying to avoid saying that she has like diagnosing her or something. Cause I'm afraid they're going to be like, well, now we have to sue somebody else. <laughs> um, she, I thought that she got on the stand acting very like childlike mm -hmm. and um, flirtatious. And she's not a, she's not like a young person. I, she seemed like she was about Gwyneth's age, maybe, maybe a little younger. Um, and at one point, the lawyer, the one who doesn't have braces, the like head one was like, Hey, so are you, well, he didn't say, Hey, he was like, are you staying with your dad? And she was like, yeah, he let me stay with him. Like in this kind of jokey, I don't really know what way, like in the kindness and like whatever, like the, of his heart, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, he has a verbo. He's actually a verbo and he's very highly rated five stars. And every, it was just like a silence fell over the courtroom. No one knew what she was talking about. And they were like, are you, he was like, okay, sorry, just to be clear. He rented a verbo. Your dad is, you're saying, are you a guest in his verbo? Are you? And she's like, no, I, I'm just saying it's how I'm trying to be funny. I, he's not a verbo. It's just, a, I'm just saying with my dad and it was like <laughs> this. And he had to say like, well, you know, humor doesn't always translate in the courtroom, <laughs> especially dry humor. And she was like, I, okay. Okay. And then about 30 seconds later, she just completely switched and became very antagonistic. And she was like, when he was looking at his notes, she was like, are you trying to get your facts straight? Like after, wow. and it was, um, and she, every single time she didn't, she would like constantly act like she didn't understand what he was trying to ask her instead of saying, I, can you, can you explain that or something? She would say, restate your question, which I also thought was a really ballsy way to talk to a lawyer when you're on the stand. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I thought that the worst had to be the daughter's testimony. That was the low point of the trial to me. Uh, yeah, I only caught glimpses of her. I saw her on the stand more than I heard her because I think it was on mute. <laughs> but it, yeah, she, well, she seemed... you would have really loved her. She was bonks. I'll try to find some clips. Uh, this whole family seems dysfunctional. And I kept thinking, what if that was my dad? I would be so embarrassed. Uh, yeah, it would be mortifying. I mean, but then you have to be like, well, he's going through with it. And hey, I, I want the $300,000 too. So I better fuck because this man, because didn't I hear one of them testified? I Maybe I was like, not hearing it right. But I swear to God, one of these doctors testified and said basically that he has about 10 years left to live. Oh, did they? And is that just, I think that's just maybe a general life expectancy thing. And well, not how like old is he? He's 76. I mean, I guess if you're just like talking about like statistics. Yeah. Uh, but. If, if you're, you're 76 and your doctor's like you have 10 years left to live, that's not like, I mean, that's just. That's like good. That's good news. <laughs> yeah, that's like great news. Yeah. Um, but this, this, this daughter, I think may, I maybe 
I just feel like maybe she at some point thought that these health problems were worse and maybe thought she was going to come into her inheritance a little sooner. And now is like, she, she needs, cause there he's just, he's just like wasting away all the money he has. So she, she needs to grasp onto something in order to not have to whatever she's, I don't know what she does for a living, but. I don't know what she does for a living either. I'm sure she said it, but it's a mess. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was bad. I, I mean, I also thought, Kristen was like well she's like that's my craziest but I mean it really could have been swapped but I thought Kristen was uh that was really really hard to watch really bad uh so I'll I'll quickly just say my worst that doesn't have to do with the trial is if you know if any of you are reading the newsletters this week which I don't know why you would I mean I looked at it um they had this this uh article about it was called the 2023 guide to concierge healthcare services i saw it compiled by you know the new gerda denise john um i will never accept her <laughs> she will never be my gerda okay there but um it's just like it's just really gross and we've talked to because they had a whole thing on um one of the companies that they recommended called the Lanby. We talked about that previously, which is $325 a month. Uh is, huh. is it the one that's like a gym? They're all sort of like, yeah, it's uh it says it's it's like um this one says it's designed to replace your primary care. So it's like this concierge wellness doctor service where you get you get checkups and you get you know, lab work done. It's $325 a month. You can always, you know, you can always get an appointment, nutrition services, but then if you don't have other insurance, like anytime you actually get sick or have to like go to a specialist, you're, yeah. you're fucked. So none of these replace health insurance. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they did $325 a month would be a, a steal. Uh, but the, the just sort of idea of, I mean, the idea of private medicine is gross anyway and then when you and then when you have this sort of like new tech speak the land one of them's called the lamby one of them's called almond one of them's Ugh. called it's just like so gross one of them's called parsley yeah um and it's just like so sick like these are these are these cater to people that are already like really privileged and have good health insurance and have like good access to medical care and then yeah. you're just like adding another another cost to like separate yourself from the pack and this yeah this just makes me want as i you know just like complete socialized medicine like everyone fucking get in line get in the back of the line we'll see you when you see when we see you i'm already in the back of the line and i pay for it yeah it took me i had to like scream on the phone like several times to my dentist and to my insurance company just to get this stupid authorization to see an oral surgeon so i can't imagine anyone in like a less privileged position than I am that's on like medical or like doesn't have insurance. Like I would, I mean, I just, yeah, I wouldn't get this tooth taken care of and it would probably get, get completely infected and go to my blood stream and I would just die. And that's mm. how it is. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that that isn't happening. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is cause my mom is a nurse and like, she knows how shitty the medical like yeah. it all is. And so she always tells me like, I have to advocate for myself and like, yeah, don't really take do. no for an answer. Yeah. Um, and then part of it is just probably my like, you know, 
white male privilege and that I feel comfortable <laughs> screaming at people on the phone. Well, I don't know. I mean, you kind of, it's true. You really do have to advocate for yourself. Like yeah. you, cause they will just, they'll just like, they don't give a shit. They don't give a no shit. They, gives- this, the, yeah. My dentist office would have never fucking sent in this authorization. They would have never called my insurance company cause it, they're understaffed. It's not their fault, but they're understaffed. They don't think it's a priority. And so how is everyone understaffed and like also no one has a job and no one can afford rent? I don't understand. Like what, where is the money? Where is everyone's money? Cause like there's money out there, (laughs) but like it's no one can afford to hire anyone. No one can afford to live anywhere. No one can afford any rent. Like what the fuck is going on? Uh, the, yeah, the economy is completely fucked. Uh, the, I mean, the people at the top, they don't, they, they, they can hire people. They just want, they don't want to cut into corporate profits. I don't know if this is like the example of my dentist office is the best example, but like places can hire, like, you know, these companies that that egg company where egg prices went up. And so the big egg company made like 700% of their regular profit in this past year. Oh, wow. Like, the eggs weren't costing them anymore, but they knew they could jack the prices up so they could hire, you know, a million more hardworking chickens or whatever, but they don't. Wow. Um, oh, I was so angry at this, my dental. Cause it's like, she said, oh, I'm the only one in the office. And again, it's not her fault, but like, well, my tooth, I was like, literally, and I, I get very melodramatic. I'm like, my tooth is infected. I ran out of my antibiotics. Um, like, I don't want it to get in my bloodstream and die. So you have to cause call the insurance. Well, I mean, but weren't, I mean, is that even melodramatic? I, I mean, mean, it's, it's yeah, it's possibility. It's not like a 0% possibility. So, yeah. Um, That's why anyway, have- uh, if only I had access to parsley or almond or kind body. But does, do they even have dental? Some of, mm, unclear. Okay. I have no idea. Uh, I should just pay for a fucking PPO dental insurance. It's only like $50 a month. Oh, that's not, you should pay for that. But I just, I never had any tooth problems before this. So I was like, that's a waste of money and whatever. Whatever. Um, all right. Craziest Kristen, 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 Kristen. Okay. You guys, Kristen was bad. Okay. She did bad. The entire it felt her time questioning Gwyneth Paltrow felt like a mental breakdown it felt like someone spiraling out of control and just never getting it back Mm -hmm. it was so hard to watch um we already talked a little bit about Kristen taking Gwyneth on on the stand but she got up there and she like we said first started to kind of try to like flatter Gwyneth like oh you're so tall I wish I was like you I wish I blah 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 the here's why that didn't work because no shit nobody for a second believed that this woman didn't mean what she was saying you know no one for a second thought oh she's manipulating Gwyneth Paltrow into Gwyneth Paltrow is objectively better than all of us 
And there's no way to like fake flatter her. So hmm. it, there's no way. And Gwyneth Paltrow also is a person with podcasts dedicated to her, like this one, um, an Oscar, magazine profiles, a huge network of like fans. So some random woman that she already hates, like just from the situation being like, oh my God, I wish I was as tall as you is not going to flatter Gwyneth Paltrow. Like she's heard she hears that shit every fucking day from a million people who are all trying to manipulate her and she knows about it already. Yeah, like her whole life she's had sycophants flittering around her. Uh there's nothing that she's this like, woman could say. It's her business. Yeah, like if if you if you or I were being, you know, cross-examined. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't even think we would fall for it, but like if someone is says like, "Oh my god, Brian, like you're so handsome, you're so tall." Uh I would be like oh wow thanks that's so i would like, it would right, it would finally, make my day somebody, it would make my day sees the real me yeah yeah exactly and i would be carrying that for and it would be lovely I, you know honestly look, everyone should compliment each other more because we all deserve it we do but for gwyneth it. she knows because anytime anyone says this to her you're so beautiful you're so talented you're so tall of course she's gonna think what do you want from me also, like, it's an objective fact that Gwyneth Paltrow is beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's not, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there who are like, I actually think she's ugly because of her soul or whatever. But <laughs> let's be real. Like, most people would agree that she's like a conventionally attractive person. There's no um, just stay, saying that doesn't really mean anything. I was shocked when I found out she was 5'10". I, for some reason, did not know that. I thought, I assumed she was shorter. Sure. Was most, I mean, most movie stars are shorter, but Gwyneth always, yeah, has felt sort of statuesque. But you never, you never know. You never know. So right away, starting out with like this sort of flat. And the thing is that I actually kind of believed her when she was like, oh God, I'm so jealous of how tall you are or whatever. I kind of was like, yeah, well, you should be like, I, you should be jealous of one of who isn't. Well, because that was the, the thing that was so ineffective by what she was doing is she was she was trying to do this sort of disarming lawyer tactic of like complimenting the witness and then going in for the kill. But mm -hmm. just the objective fact of who they are, even her her tactic of fake compliments or fake being nice just mm -hmm. seems pathetic because you're just looking at these two women and it's like, well, sorry. Yeah. You sh like, we all are like, you should be jealous of her. You'd be insane not to be jealous of her. So what is this even saying? But then the next phase of this exercise was Kristen trying to recreate the accident by like oh acting it out with she another lawyer which well, is because she tried to get Gwyneth to act it out with her and then and the judge was like no we're not doing that yeah you don't have to she doesn't have to do that and then she was like well I'll just do it and then the judge was like let's just not do this and then it didn't end up happening but it, there are just like a moment of chaos broke out in the room where she was getting into this weird ski position. She's calling the other lawyer to help her. They're going to try and act out this thing where she's like, they're spooning. It was, it was like, 
it was chaos. It was like the worst. It was like the low point in like a freshman acting class. Like mm -hmm. it was a nightmare to watch. And no, nobody looked the only person who looked competent or not crazy in that moment was Gwyneth just sitting there watching all of this happen. Yeah. And the judge was like, and the judge and even like Gwyneth's lawyer, like every the they looked so they looked like fools. But yeah, it, it felt like um like a like a first year improv class show where no one is agreeing to anything and like no like everyone is embarrassed and like someone puts themselves out on a limb to try to do this crazy thing and then yeah. no one will do it with them so everyone just looks foolish so then everybody looks really stupid it was so embarrassing i was mortified for her mortified and then at some point i think before the acting out happened at some point my personal highlight of the trial mm. that i think is not getting enough attention because the you skied into my effing back is the thing that everybody's loving. But this was the this was when Gwyneth leaned forward and just said, I'm sorry, what's your name again? To the lawyer cross-examining her on the stand in a trial where she's the defendant. Okay, this is like the most incredible power play I've ever seen. I was I was obsessed immediately. I don't understand how that's not the number one thing from this trial. Yeah. Um, it... <sighs> and it threw this woman off her game so fucking hard. I think that's what started the like downward spiral. I think into, so like, too. Yeah. Out. There was a whole thing of her trying to with the dollar of her trying to like, cause remember Gwyneth's lawyer stood up and like in the opening, whatever he like holds up a dollar and he's like, this is all she wants. One dollar. Um, so she was trying to make the case that it wasn't just a dollar. Cause it's also for the lawyer, fees. the lawyer's fees. And Gwyneth was like, well, yeah, that's going to the lawyers. Like I'm not getting any of that. So yeah, she's like, what I want is $1. And um, yeah. And I she kept trying to, she kept trying to prove that Gwyneth, that was like Gwyneth had said previously that like, it's not just a dollar that it's like a dollar plus the lawyer, but it was just so beside the point. It didn't make any, it didn't matter. Yeah. It's like, I feel like the lawyer's fees is kind of a obvious thing that you would get paid yeah. for if you want a lawsuit. That but like I agree the, the, um, what's your name again? Kristen. And the fact that she, she said it, she knew what the name was. She goes, no, the other woman, she goes, what's your name again? And she goes, and the woman's like, Kristen. And she's oh, Kristen. she said, okay. Um, but so you, yeah, she didn't know. And she like, she, she didn't probably know. knew she who knows, knew. but it doesn't matter. It was no. just, it was amazing. I loved it. I was like that. Don't, she was like, don't try this shit with me, bitch. Like you can ask your questions, but if you want to play mind games and try to like, make me like you and then show me that you don't give a shit. It's like, I will do that from here That's and so like crazy. fucking wipe the floor with you, which is what she did. It was a masterful power play. That's what I want to be like. I'm nothing like it. It's fine. I accept myself for who I am. I was amazed. It totally started this whole descent into chaos. And then at the, by the end, um, Kristen is just screaming angry. And she said, you, you're basically said like, you're a liar. And then immediately after said that Gwyneth Paltrow lied under oath and got in huge trouble and had to apologize to her. The judge ordered her to say, I'm sorry. So that was how that went. <laughs> Not good at all. Bad, 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 bad. So 
that's my craziest. Also could have been the worst. Also could have been the saddest. It was just, um, but that moment, that was like the most prime viewing. Of, that was, that was the trial. That was the part that I really enjoyed watching the most. It was amazing. Um, my, again, sorry. Now I'm, the newsletters are so boring compared to this, but I do have to say that the saddest newsletter article this week was Goop trying to continue to trot out the like desiccated corpse of old Caitlin O'Malley food articles. Yeah, I noticed that too. And I, I made like a note of it, but I, I thought it was very weird. Oh my God. They do. And this again, poor Caitlin, this was a good idea that she had. She was able to do maybe once or twice in her whole tenure was this sort of weekly meal planning thing. Remember when yeah. she tried to do that? So this was yeah. a week of dinners. Um, and your Sunday shopping list. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, I'm someone who likes to shop on Sunday for my, my weekly, my weekly dinners. I do not make, I think it's a little crazy that she's like, oh, you need to make five separate dinners every night of the week and like never have leftovers. I mean, some people probably do that, but to me, that's a little much. Yeah, I can't. Especially when none of the like recipes have anything to do with one another. So it's like five completely it, different also, no one does that anymore. Like, that's what it used to be, like, back in the day if you got, like, I don't know, like, some sort of, like, cooking light or some sort of magazine like that. Yeah. They would say, here's a 1,200-calorie-a-day meal plan. And every single day, it would be just completely new stuff that, like, okay, I guess, but it's like you're buying it. It was, was totally stupid. Yeah, I don't it's think not anyone a meal ever plan. did it. Uh, and her, I mean, her one little piece of you know, good advice is like, and it's sort of intuitive, but you're going to use your, your fresh vegetables and your fresh meat and stuff early in the week. And then as the week goes on, it's more like, you know, your pantry staples. So by the end of the week, you're doing, um, you're doing like, just like pasta. <laughs> yeah. But well, the, yeah, I mean, I do sort of love, that is kind of how I that's do how, it. yeah, that's, I think that's how we all do it. But the shopping list is again, but I wouldn't expect anything less from goop than having, you know, a shopping list that is 15,000 items. And would cost yeah. like five hundred dollars for like four meals, mm-hmm. uh, but it's again, and I, I think I just need to sort of stop talking about it because it's I, I I'm just like a broken record. And Caitlin's gone. Food is not a concern for Goop right now. Who knows if it will be in the future? Never again. They they did try it out on the Instagram to a um an old like paleo chocolate chip cookie recipe, which looked fine, but mm. uh, but yeah, I'm like. And Caitlin obviously doesn't have the intellectual rights to any of these old articles. So she's just a ghost. It's creepy. It's almost a little creepy. Isn't it? Well, it is. It is weird to be like, this person has left the company. And then months later, her byline is still showing up on quote unquote, new articles that come out in the newsletter. Yeah. It's like a ghost ship. Yeah. Let her rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, and it would be one thing if they like hired someone new and like anyone who's not like insane and like doesn't obsess over this like we do wouldn't even realize that Caitlin's gone. I mean, it took us months. It took us months and and someone to literally like someone show us a screenshot us. of her LinkedIn page. Yeah. Um, not good. But good for her. She's on unemployment. She's a private chef. She's still doing her like weekly road trips with her boyfriend. 
And she's um she's cooking meals for unhoused people. I really do like Caitlin. I think she's a good person. Oh, she's doing that. Yeah, she um she does that a lot. Like it's always on her social media. Is like uh okay. she's like part of the organization that like cooks meals and like distributes them. Well, now good I for her. Bad. Uh, but yeah, I'm like I don't want to. I just it it would be like if Elise popped up again or Gerda. It's like these people are unfortunately dead to us. Elise is so alive. I I like Elise more now. Oh, a hundred percent. Than I did when she was like. Now I kind of like her. I still I watch her little um, like excerpts on Instagram of her podcast. I still don't really listen to her whole podcast. That's a little much. For no, me. I like follow her on Instagram, and I'll be like, oh, that's interesting, and then I kind of just yeah. move on. But um, she's like writing a book about like the Gnostic Gospels or I something. Know. She's like, she's smarter than we gave her she's, credit for. No, she's not. She's <laughs> okay. She's not. She's fake smart, but that she's smart enough to manipulate people into thinking that she's smart, but she's actually not. But I actually think that about every smart person. So who knows? Uh, I mean, it's all, it's all a facade. Intellect it's all an is, illusion. Intellect is a facade. Like I had, um, I'm reading, <laughs> I'm going to just do a little brag. I'm reading oh. the brothers Karamazov right now. Okay. And I we, had it out. We've all been talking about reading like Russian literature. Yeah. Well, I'm actually I'm actually doing it. I'm not just talking about it. Okay. Well. Okay. Go on. <laughs> anyway, it was on the, my coffee table, and someone came over yesterday, and he was like, "Oh, who's reading the Brothers Karamazov?" And I said, "Oh, I am." Oh. <laughs> and it, felt, it felt good. That's still, the whole story. That's the whole story of just someone acknowledging my my superior intellect. Well, I did buy Anna Karenina at the used bookstore in Boston yesterday or the day before. It's, that so one's I, good. That one's a page turner. I feel like uh, Brothers Karamazov is a little uh, dense, but yeah, that's the one you told me to read. I bought it, but I have yeah. it's on it's it's there, but I have to get through a couple more things first, which probably never will happen because I'm basically an illiterate fool. So. Mm. Um, We'll see how long it takes. I do like, I do. And this is, I, um, before I read a chapter, I'll just look at the spark notes and, and read the little synopsis of the chapter. And it does help me like understand what's going on more after, like after I've read the synopsis. Maybe I'll do that, I've, but I would never admit it if I did. Oh, I'm, I'm an open book. Yes. Hey. Whatever gets you through the day. I'm not just reading the fucking spark notes. No, no, you're reading the book. Uh, and it just, uh, it, it it's sort of like reading, sh- it's not like Shakespeare, but it's like, um, because these books, first of all, you know, these Russian characters, they each have about 15 nicknames. Yeah. And then um, I guess this Dostoevsky guy doesn't know how to like write dialogue because he never says like, blah, 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 Andre said, <laughs> da, 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 da. So you just don't know what's going on. So you, you, this whole conversation and you're like, wait, who is saying what? And you have to like, because they all have like 15 different names. Yeah. So, um, the sparks notes help. Yeah. Not too proud to admit that. That's good. That's good. Uh, okay. What would you try? Something related to the trial again? Uh, no, I guess that was kind of the end for me with, um, the trial so i would try something that i've never actually tried before but so i just got back from a trip and i packed really poorly like i was i don't know if you've have you ever gone on a trip and you just like didn't really prepare for it right and i didn't really have like i kind of like threw everything into a bag right before i left and i didn't have like 
I don't know, whatever. The thing that I forgot was like most of my skincare, including sunscreen. And so I have not worn sunscreen for a week. Oh my God. And it's, I've been on planes, like super dry hotels, like in winter, like cold, like Boston. We were in Boston for a few days. It was really cold. Like my skin is fucked up right now. I feel fucked up. I feel dehydrated. I feel like shit. And I've never actually used the Goop Jeans Fix and Restore Balm. I don't think I've ever used it. I haven't either. It's newer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, like, this seems like the thing that I need because I need something to, like, fix the shit that I did this week. You know what I mean? Like, I was really good. I didn't drink a drop of alcohol this entire trip, by the way. For real? Yeah, like, I didn't have a single drink. Except for, like, at the airport when we first left. But then after that, that was it. So I, I feel like that was good for my skin and then everything else was bad for my skin. So like maybe it just sort of evens out. Yeah. I mean the, the, the airplane dry air and then the cold weather. I mean, you didn't buy a thing of sunscreen when you went to the East coast. It was probably cloudy the whole time. You're probably fine. It was cloudy. I just wasn't thinking about it. I bought, um, I did go and buy a razor cause I also forgot that, but I don't know. I just didn't get the sunscreen. And then I just sort of was like, whatever. I don't know. I don't kill me everyone, but I've gone back to chemical sunscreen on my face. There's nothing like it. Cause like I literally looked like I was looking at myself and I, I looked like some horrible ghost of just, it was like white streaks on my face i was like i can't keep living like this the mineral is too it's hard to find the mineral with the right um consistency yeah and so i still use it on like for my body my arms and my hands and stuff but um just a whole foods Mm. yeah wait from whole foods you said the one i the one the new one i got is just the alba botanicals hawaiian 50 spf face which is like it's reasonable. It's like 15 bucks and you don't use very much of it. It's an, it, it's like a, it's very lightweight. Um, I really do like it. I wish it had, it says Hawaiian on it. And I thought it was going to have a more sort of Hawaiian scent. I do wish the scent was a little more tropical, but other than that, it's why nice. this is a question for all the chic sunscreen makers. Why do you insist on making your sunscreen smell like shit? Make it smell like Hawaiian tropic. That's we love. They sell perfume that just sell, smells like sunscreen. That's what People we want. Love it. Yeah. But you can't get like a natural one that Mm-mm. smells like that. The closest you can get is that like sunburn stick that's banana. Yeah, it's okay. But um, I don't and, want banana. And I even, want that sunscreen smell. It just smells like sunscreen. It doesn't smell like anything else. Even the Hawaiian Tropic now, I feel like doesn't smell like it used to. You have to get like copper tone or something. Yeah, co- copper tone. I or I mean or the one I with remember, the little girl with the butt. Yeah, the girl with the, the butt. That's copper tone. Back in the day, I feel like my mom would have like. It would be like SPF four. Yeah, probably. That's the stuff that smells the best. Oh, is it? Oh, because I it, SPF well, like I get really high SPF. Yeah, I do too. I do fifty. I do fifty body, fifty face. Uh, but that's oh, so that's that's not. This has nothing to do with my list. I was just saying my my new sunscreen protocol. Yeah. Um. So my try is uh one of, R.I.P. Caitlin. I this is obviously an old recipe. I just never made it before i guess it just seems like wait a can i guess can i guess yeah is it the harissa vegetable bowl 
No, but that's good. It's not Harissa. It's Gochujang. No, Gochujang. I. Uh, it was not, but that one does look okay. good. It's right. the lemon pan roasted chicken thighs with carrots. Okay. Um, you know, I'm a thigh guy. You are. Uh, I love a crispy skin. Sizzle it, turn it over, bake it. This is so simple as to seem almost like there's nothing to it. Like there's no spices well, or herbs. It's Caitlin. So. It's Caitlin. It's just literally carrots, onions, chicken, and a lemon. Like there's, I mean, salt. And All then right, you just put well. it. So it's like, it almost seems like it wouldn't be that flavorful, but then I sort of trust that it is if I made it. So I'm going to, I'm going to try it. It looked good to me. I don't know. And I love, um, there's also Otto Lungi does a, le- a like a lemon chicken breast thing that it always looks too complicated because it has like it's like lemon juice, lemon um, rind or what is it called? Not rind, zest. Uh, preserved. It's like too many different types of lemons, but I see. And I do think here's my hot take: Otto Lange's recipes on the whole are under seasoned. I saw you tweeted that. The other you have to add more salt than they say to for those recipes. Interesting. I've never made an autolingi recipe in my life, but I do think I have one of his cookbooks. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe I do. I don't think I do. Uh they look good though. I've seen them. Yeah. They're always like um they're always a little more well, he has one book that's like simple or something, but most of the recipes are a little more complicated than you would want, but it's worth it like they're they're very good and he did sort of i feel like he was the one that sort of started the the new trend of like mediterranean and middle eastern ingredients and everything yeah that was what i always sort of thought yeah but i never really knew okie doke um okay i Bye. would try the i so i've always been like an anti-eye cream person because i think that yeah. eye cream is sort of a scam like you know there's so many different things that you need for your face and blah 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 my eyes look like really really bad <laughs> they're saggy droopy my bags are like fucking four feet deep like i'm fucked and i need to start using eye cream so i kind of want to try the goop glow vita c brightening eye cream see if i like mm. it i i never buy eye cream john has keels one that i'll use sometimes um i'm not against it but I i'm also... not against it it's just like i you know i have to i'm a woman on a budget i sure. spend a lot of money on certain products shampoo b- body wash hand wash um my night cream um my uh like whatever various like serums and shit some things i can't spend a lot of money on eye cream uh face wash is one that i don't spend a lot of money on i so i have my things where i'm like i'll spend money on that and think that i won't spend money on and eye cream has always been one of the things where i'm like i'm not gonna spend money on that yeah smart to the point that i don't even buy it because i'm like i can just use a little bit of lotion under my eye what difference it's i know it's the same shit i really do think if you're if anyone's on a budget and wants to just buy a couple goop things, any of the like goop exfoliating products, whether it's the pads or the yeah. jar, that is your first priority. That's going to give you from the goop glow line is all good yeah. in my opinion. The goop glow line is the they, they just that's really all they need. 
But, but yeah, the goop jeans. Serums, even face cream. I I buy just like a $20 like hippie natural face cream. I buy um Korean snail serum off of Amazon for like 15 bucks. And I really with has hyaluronic acid, it has vitamin C, it has all the peptides, it has everything in it. I really don't think that's much different than goop. Maybe I'll just do a face mask after this. Um oh my god, I'm such a fucking fat pig. While we were talking, I just Postmates towel because, okay, here's a question. Howling Rays will let you only order in advance for delivery. I don't like delivery. I feel bad for these people, but they don't let you order in advance to pick up. So it's either I have to go and wait for like God knows how many hours in line, or I have some Postmates gig worker give them to me. Um, I had my press juice delivered this morning. Not only did I pay for Postmates, but I also paid the extra three dollars for priority delivery because I well, don't. Yeah, because otherwise it's going to be it's going to be cold. Uh, anyway, oh uh, yeah, I don't. I, I you know, I, I had them bring me my juice, and the crest is really bad because you have to order it through the app. It's not on Postmates or something, so oh. you don't have the thing. You can't tip them. Oh, that's really bad. So I had to like tip the guy cash when he came, but. I like wrote in the thing, like I'll tip cash, come get me. But, um, cause otherwise they would just like leave it at the door. I didn't say come get me. I was like, I, I just said like knock on the door, whatever. But, um, I feel bad too, I guess, but I just, mm. I was like, I, I, I never use these ones, but I just wanted howling rays today. And it's a special situation because the line is so long. I just have to do it this way. You have to. And I've never, yeah, never had howling rays. The but thing I'm, is. There's yeah. so many fucking Nashville hot chicken places in LA now, but it's not my favorite thing. It's like, if I'm going to eat something like that, I would probably pick something else. It's just yeah. like, like I will go crazy eating, but it's just the thing. It's like the easiest thing for me to be like, I just won't. Cause I don't. Yeah. Howling race is just better than all of them. So like, if I'm going to do it, if I'm going to eat this fucking garbage, I want the best. I would rather have just like a plain, I guess, because like I'm just like a bitch who doesn't like spicy food or whatever. Oh, but like, I would rather just have like a plain like chicken sandwich with like lettuce and mayonnaise on it than like the dipped in spicy sauce. Yeah, I just like the hot. I got medium plus because hot is like you're going to really be on the toilet. Oh, shit. <laughs> and medium is like, eh. So medium plus. Okay. I would anyway. Now, see, now I want it. Um, try it. What would I, I mean, I don't, I can't buy anything. I'm so poor. I have to pay for this fucking tooth thing. I, we owe taxes this year. God knows how. Um, I literally can't buy anything except I did get an email from Diptyque. Uh Uh-oh. They have a new, okay. So we've gone through our candle journeys. Yeah. From the disgusting to the. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, so. I tried to find a budget candle that is good. I've gone up. I mean, obviously I'm not buying Bath and Body Works. Um, DS and Durga, which is almost as expensive as Diptyque anyway. I think that they're not that great. I've never had any of their candles. I got a couple of them and they're fine, but they don't, I don't know. There's something about them that I don't love. 
the thing about a candle is like it's not just the scent it's like it also has to like you know like last and like grow and all that shit which that could be a problem and the teak ones are interesting because they don't have a super strong scent when you just sort of smell them but they do have a lingering throw like it's a you can tell it's a high high quality candle so uh for christmas or my birthday my mom got me the fig one which i'd never had before which i really like but now it's burnout and i do want a new one except i really have no business spending 75 dollars on a candle um they emailed me they have a new spring scent cherry blossom which honestly doesn't thrill me mm-hmm. but um if anyone out there is a diptyque head what are your favorite scents cuz i'm going to i'm going to buy another one cuz i can't not have a candle in my house so it's just a matter of when and which one i have the jasmine one and i also have at the front like the like a rose one yeah those are i mean the jasmine one is a classic i think also because it's springtime jasmine is like in season right now that might be a good a good one to get yeah um but we have we get recommendations for like budget candles i i'll send you some i can't think off the top of my head okay yeah no that's good i probably should venture out and do a good budget candle but they're not as ex- the diptyque ones. They're expensive, but they're not as expensive as like Byredo or some of them. So, yeah, you can always. There's always something more expensive. Also, it's like if you you only get one at a time and like burn through it, and you yeah, know one... you have to measure like how many. You have to think about it like by the hour. Like how many exactly. hours are you gonna get out of it? All right. Uh, anything else? I think I can't imagine there's anything else. Um. My chicken is 14 minutes away. Well, my beet juice is just on the other side of the apartment. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, congratulations. So uh, happy trial, everyone. Congratulations, sort of- Gwyneth. Congratulations to all the goop heads out there. We did it. Um, we defeated. Saunderson. Saunderson and... Um, we can finally put this nightmare behind us. This nightmare, or is it a dream? I mean, it was truly lovely. It was a gift, but uh, I'm sure Gwyneth is happy to get back to not Utah. Oh yeah, she's never going back to Utah again. No, no, no. All right. Well, uh, I wish you well. I wish you well. And we'll talk next week. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.